Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Drew. And this is Courtney. We're Honey Boy and Boots. And this is Porch Talk. And this is our song called Heartbeats.
So why don't we just ride down to the river? Well, I'll give you my coat so you don't shiver the night away. And we can stay maybe for a while and watch the sunset and drink a little wine after it gets dark and talk about whatever try to find that spark. I don't want to waste a day or any of these hard We have Drew and Courtney Blackwell here with us, Honey Boy and Boots. This has been a long time in the making. I think the first time I heard y'all was probably almost four years ago at Colin Crager's, uh, one of his parties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, that was, yeah. probably was when we met. Yeah, And yeah, just so. kept running into each other. And if you're from the Golden Triangle area, you're probably familiar with this too. They're just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I appreciate y'all opening up the home and uh, taking the time to sit down with me today. Oh, man, yeah. Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for coming over. Yeah, we appreciate it. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've seen y'all live a lot. Well, I mean, you know, festivals or yeah. just while I'm out. And uh, tell me a little bit about the backstory of, I guess I'll start with you, Drew. Uh, where are you from? I'm from Macon, Mississippi, originally. Okay. Um, grew up there, and then I moved up to Starfall for college. And um, graduated college, moved to Birmingham. Worked there for a while, got laid off, moved back to Starkville, and then that's when I'm, about the time I met Courtney, so. Okay. Uh, just to break that, what was you studying in college? Business management. Okay. And what led you to Birmingham? Set I got work. a job there with uh, Ferguson Enterprises. They're selling, like, pipe supplies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was in 2008 when the housing market crashed. So mm-hmm. I worked there for about a year, and then I got laid off. And uh, fortunately, I was still in contact with a company here in Starfall sell up his office supply who I worked for during college and they were needing help. So I said, well, I'll just, I'll go back to Starfall and work for them. So, and what about music? How did it come into your life? Well, it came music uh, family. Or? Yeah. My mom, my mom plays piano and taught piano. And, um, uh, so she taught me piano since I was young. Um, but really the, the big kind of thing that happened was when I was early teens, I've gotten, um, my uncle Doug is from East Tennessee. plays plays guitar, and when we have family reunions or uh, get together at Christmas, he'd always bring his guitar and he and he break it out and he play all these songs that I'd never heard before because we didn't have internet, you know, growing up. I mean, it, internet was a thing, but we didn't have it. So the only music I was exposed to was just like '90s country radio and whatever's on the church radio. Music, and yeah. So Uncle Doug would play all these songs. He played John Prine and old Waylon Jennings songs and. And, uh, and I had Towns Van Zandt stuff. Oh, you had like, a great what, uncle, dude. What, 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 and it just kind of blew my mind. I was like, what is this? And so I'd kind of like take notes while he was there. And then I'd try to go out and find the music, you know. Back when you could still go buy CDs and stuff, you know, I'd try to go find, find whatever song, you know, whatever record that had a song on it that what he played. And kind of just kind of kept going from that. And I finally got my own guitar and started learning to play some of those songs, too. And eventually started writing and stuff, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll step back with you in a second. Courtney, how about you? Where are you from? I am from Pullman, Washington. And that's how in the world did Washington you wind up State. down here? <laughs> <laughs> um, the university. Um, 
I played with the Mississippi State Symphony and Orchestra and taught lessons here in Shallow for a little while. And um, But I was just always wanted to be able to travel. And like the opportunity to come south was a big opportunity for, you know, I just... Well, and it, was it any kind of culture shock to you? Yes, it was a big culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, came down here on scholarship to play and teach? Um, not on a scholarship, but just had the opportunity to, to okay. move down here. And so. and so what about, is cello your primary? It is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me about that, like growing um, up, music family? or Yes, uh, mom and dad both sang and dad plays and still plays for the church um, and my his mother was a pianist and organist at the church as well so she um, taught us kind of piano and um, I was homeschooled and uh, my older sister my mom put her on violin and um, she said well to her, to her violin teacher don't put the girls on the same instrument or they might be more of a and lend to be more competitive with each other and so that's how mom chose cello for me yeah uh, I've got a uh, good friend of mine in Kennedy, and his daughter is uh, six now, and she's been doing violin since she was like three or four. Oh, wow. And it's the Bryant family, and they generations of just yeah. picking up keys or strings and just knowing exactly what to do. Oh, wow. It's, it's so incredible seeing those yeah. those little kids just take off with it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Especially like violin, like guitar is kind of one thing or piano, yeah. but like when you see a cello or a violin, you know, you're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. If you know if they know if they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well tell me a little bit of, I wanted to ask about the uh, the Old Memphis Kings. Tell me about the origins on that. Well, uh, we uh, there's a guy named Willie King, an old blues guy. He's passed away now, but um he lived not too far from where I grew up, you know. Uh, 10 minutes or so and um he used to play these uh like these parties people would have like there's not really any bars or, or anything in making but people would just have parties wherever at their house and he would he would be somebody that would call and he'd come play and so that was kind of my first exposure to blues um other than like you know stevie ray vaughn or or um you know, I remember hearing Steamroller Blues by uh, James Taylor. And I remember when I saw Willie play for the first time, I was like, oh, this is like the source. This is like, <laughs> mm-hmm. not nothing wrong with those other guys. This is what they were trying to imitate. So um, he was very open about trying to get people to come to his house so he could show them how to play blues. So me and a buddy started going out to his house every weekend or so. And then we just sit down with him. He'd just show us different blues songs and talk to us about the blues. And um, one day we showed up, and there was this kid there. It was Caleb Childs, who's the other guitar player in the Old Memphis Kings. He was there with his dad. He was like 14 years old. And we said, who's this, Willie? He said, oh, this is your new bandmate. You're all, all going to make a band together. And um, so we started, so we did. We kind of just started playing with Willie. We would, he had a, like a regular band, but he played all these side gigs at backyard barbecues and just whatever. And he'd call us to come kind of be his backing band. And... Um, so we decided we were gonna call ourselves Old Memphis because Old Memphis, Alabama, is a little community where Willie lived. Mm-hmm. So we're all, we're gonna name our band Old Memphis out of after his community. And the, we told Willie that, and the first night we played with him, he introduced us as the Old Memphis Kings. Uh, it just and stuck. I was like, oh, that's that's better than what we had. <laughs> so it just kind of stuck. So cool, man. Yeah. Well, shout out to Willie. Uh, that's kind of a similar experience with uh, Jimmy Duck Combs down at the Blue Front Cafe. Yeah. Is uh, and 
uh, Groove Johnson, which is, is Delta Get Down now. We yeah. did a name change, but uh, we we get to back Jimmy every now and then, and that was one thing. The first time you go down there to meet Jimmy, you're not going to play an instrument. Right. Yeah. You're, you're going down there to meet Jimmy. Right. And right, if, right. if Jimmy likes you, yeah. <laughs> the next time you visit, he'll he'll teach you something, and it's, yeah, it's yeah. that Bentonian style, so it's right in between, like, uh, Delta and uh, mm-hmm. Hill Country. Sure. It's kind That's of cool. its own thing, and, yeah. I mean, he's – He's been very great about just opening up and making sure the tradition continues. That's I mean, because really cool. that stuff is not notated, you know. It's not. No, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, on to y'all. Or I, I don't want to miss anything. So y'all met here in Starkville. Yeah. We did. We did. We we didn't meet at Dave's Dark Horse Tavern, but we kind of met because of that, because of the open mic night. Um, I had started going up there with Old Memphis Kings and kind of doing. Um, like a set at open mic night, kind of an acoustic set. And she at the time was going up there and just like sitting in with everybody that played. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of heard about each other. And then, um, you know, once after a while, we got booked to open for this band at Dave's. And it turns out she was in the band. <laughs> and so we, we were at a party, we were at a, not a party really, but a, fr- a friend's house, like a, like grilling out. And we met, and she was like, oh, I, I think your band's opening for my band. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with it. <laughs> and uh, so we met then and kind of just got to talking, and eventually I, I asked her out several times until she finally went out with me. But then we started dating, and um, we dated for a while before we ever played music together. We kind of ended up playing music together because um, it was kind of um, – we, we were kind of playing around just – not not gigging, just playing around the house here and there. But she had booked a gig with another, I can't remember who it was now, but some other group. I think it's the Wishing Well. And that, whatever, something happened, that group couldn't come. And she was like, well, I gotta cover this gig. Why don't you come play the gig with me? So we just went together and played the gig. And um, it turned out, I was like, that sounds pretty cool, you know? And so we just kind of kind of started moving in that direction and liked it, liked playing together. Kind of just, Hmm. worked out so yeah and courtney you and i have a mutual friend you used to play with him yeah. uh, how did you and abe partridge meet well we actually met at a songwriting con- contest was it it was in mm-hmm. gulf shores yeah or orange at, beach or at, yeah it it, was, the venue's not even there anymore i don't think so but it was abe's first gig like ever ever oh he never that, play, he that never was that oh uh, yeah that was in mobile yeah sean Byrne was there i mean yeah, that, was, that, was, was there, yeah. that room was stacked with talent yeah. it was it and really was i, I love like hearing <laughs> yeah. the stories about the, the yeah. that yeah. night you know and I've, I've heard so much cool. of it it was yeah. but we met a briefly that night and heard him play and heard us play and we just kind of kept in touch um and of course he just kind of took off after that that kind of gave him the confidence i guess to kind of just go on his journey he's been on because yeah. man, he's really he's done a lot it's, it's really cool it's been working out for him for sure yeah uh what would lead y'all to go down the, to mobile that far to do that songwriter night How did we just on a whim we were kind of really gung-ho i mean we're still gung-ho but like we had i think maybe who, somebody who was uh involved with putting that on was a mutual friend because we had gone down to gulf shore some and We'd already played down there a couple of times, or Mobile, I guess, a couple of times. And so somebody kind of told us about this competition thing if we wanted to enter. And so we entered and got picked to be part of the, you know, whatever, the, the, the group that actually 
played at the thing. At the, I think it was the top fifteen or whatever. So that was that was it. So we just went down and did it, and um, so yeah, it was cool. It was a really cool experience, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've, I've missed those those kind of nights and trying to recreate it. I, I love the open mic at Dave's. I mean, they still yeah. have a good thing, and there's so many. Yeah talented musicians here and you never really know who's going to walk in that's no true. you don't that's especially true. having mississippi state right there you might have somebody that mm-hmm. ain't from here and ain't yeah. never showed their face and boom here they are yeah. yeah so that that's 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 pretty cool that you would just sit in with whomever yeah. of is that still kind of a thing or are you like honey boy and boots only <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll sit in some, yeah, but not. We, it was the little Monday before drew started his new job and i was like let's go let's go we need to just get out one you know more time because it's harder when you get up early, you know, just stay out that late. So we did. We went back and played, and and it's um, it's kind of nostalgia, you know, to be back on a Monday night because it used to be like the one night I would never miss. It was mm-hmm. the it was the way that I um, fed my soul. You know, I got to just go out there and and I would just like, hey, can I just can I sit in with you? Like, and you know, just get to meet other artists, and that's really kind of how I honed in my you know, just jumping in and improv kind of skills, I think. Yeah, and just going back to, like, early childhood, you mentioned, like, playing in the church. So you and your sister would be on stage with the pianist, with cello and violins? We did um, Suzuki Method, and then... um, What is that? So Suzuki Method is a... um, a classical teaching method, Uh, Mr. or Dr. Suzuki started it, and it's um, a lot of string players, it's all for, you know, I think that bass might be a part of it too, but it's violin, viola, and cello for sure, and it's like book one through twelve, and there's cassette tape, so it really um, hones in your ear training for each book, there's a cassette tape, that's how old it was, it was cassette tapes, and then it moved on to CDs, but um, so anytime we were in the car driving, mom would always put the cassette in with whatever book we were training to learn. Mm. And then after each book, and we had all the pieces memorized, we'd have a recital, and um, that was a big kind of event for our family. Oh, nice! Yeah. So um, we did play at church, but it wasn't as as involved as it was like more focused on, on the classical training of it. Yeah. And we were in orchestra, and I was in the cello choir, and just very classically trained i didn't really try playing non-classical until i moved south i never i ever tried playing country or (laughs) yeah heck of a transition yeah anything at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Other than more classical stuff. So. What about like making the transition from like classical and playing note by note to writing your own music? Was that kind of, was that difficult? To just be creative in that um, regard? I think that's my favorite part is okay. being able to create like the melodies that I hear and I feel, letting those come out and it's just like, oh, this feeling mm. of like just um, joy to be able to express, you know, yourself in that way. And it's like, it may, it's funny because if I'm in a studio and I'm recording and I'm just playing along with a piece somebody wrote for the first time, that's when I feel like my ears are really honed in and they're like, okay, well, what can we do with this melody? And like, you know, you know the melody's gonna come around again or the verse is gonna come around again. And like, mm-hmm. I have this like thought of how I want to like create this like little, little loop or this little, uh-huh. and I feel like I visually can see it kind of wrapping around the notes. It's almost like a, a ribbon or something. And it's, I'm like, oh, I wish you were recording that because I don't know if I could recreate it because it's just like something that's so spontaneous in that moment and it's, it's a lot of fun when it happens and sometimes it's like oh I wish I could have done that again like it's it's in there but it's like it's almost that perfect mm-hmm. that perfect moment that may never happen again like, magic in a bottle yeah it's like perfect thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know quite a few people like that when they think about music it's like they'll close their eyes and like each note has a color and they can just they can see what they're trying to do and I was like well, what kind of shrooms did you take yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I saw more color it's not quite quite that vibrant yeah. <laughs> I was down at University of Mobile and I was in the uh, the music program for a year and a half where mm-hmm. I flunked out I could not sight sing for anything mm-hmm. and it was uh, music theory too and you would meet one on one with the professor to do your sight singing and so mm-hmm. no piano you just sit in the room and you looking at the notes and do it. Wow. And I could, I, I could not do it. Yeah. And uh, like he said, dude, I'm going to mark you down for a C because I don't want to destroy your GPA. No. But he said, here's the kick. you got to promise me you're not going to be here next semester. <laughs> I was like, yeah. deal, dude. Because yeah. by that time, like, uh, it, it was good to be in that program because like I didn't use guitar as my instrument. I used voice because mm. I didn't care anything about classical guitar. Mm. And I was like, I do want to learn how to sing. Mm-hmm. That was her favorite penny of it right there. Because like when I yeah. left that program, I was like, oh, I know how to sing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. other than that, it was just screaming or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. It's all about you know posture and mm-hmm. just breathing and things I never thought about. Phrasing, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. how you can mm-hmm. hold that. And then next thing you know is like your range. It mm-hmm. opens up. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Drew, tell me a little bit, like, you said classically trained on piano? Yeah, yeah, uh, with my mom, till about eighth grade, and then I switched over to acoustic guitar. Would that be more like self-taught? And- yeah, that was just pretty much all self-taught. I never really took any lessons. And um, so, you know, and really kind of mostly played, you know, mostly country-ish folk kind of stuff, just cowboy chord stuff. Until I met Willie and then started learning blues stuff and started learning more about how to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you just kind of try to... There's a lot of guitar players out there, and you, I don't know, you just try to watch and listen and steal a lick or two here and there and try to figure out what everybody else is doing. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. it, man. It's like 
uh, when I first started playing, everything was by ear. And at that time, yeah. small town, Kennedy, Alabama, we really didn't have internet. But you go over to your buddy's house and get online. Thank God for yeah. YouTube and Ultimate Guitar Tabs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was a big part of it. And then we would just start trying to write our own things. Because, like, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll look at SRV. It's like, what was he doing? Yeah. Okay, I know what he's doing. I don't care anymore. We'll, we'll, we'll steal that and use it our own way. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember when YouTube came out. I was like, it was just like, I was over at a buddy's house. and I've been sent, spent years trying to find music and stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, man, think of a song. It's like, I don't know, whatever. ZZ Top, you know, you know, he, ZZ Top. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so. So, like, what about influences for you when you started picking up the guitar? You said country, folk, and so by this time you were exposed to, like, John Prine and Towns Van Zandt because yeah, of your grandfather, Yeah, right? because of him, and um, I started getting, uh, people kind of, my family knew that I was into music, so started, people started giving me CDs uh, as gifts. So somebody gave me a Willie Nelson CD, and I just was like, that was, I was like, oh, man, this is, like, mm. this is one of my favorite guys here. So I was really into Willie Nelson. And um, as it kind of went on, I kind of got into more like, and still I am into Texas songwriters um, like Towns Van Zant, uh, Guy Clark, big. I love Guy Clark. He's probably my one of my Steve Earle. Steve Earle, um, Robert O'Keefe's another guy. I just I love all his stuff. You know, he's you know he's only you know he's known for a, kind of a handful of songs, but he's got a pretty big catalog. So um, guys like that, kind of always really big big into something with a good story you know like this storytelling songs and um you know um i don't know man just just any kind of uh you kind of you kind of hear one person and that kind of leads you to another person and that leads you to another person you know like like i remember discovering todd schneider and you're like oh man you get into todd schneider and you go down a ways and you and you find somebody else that it is rabbit hole after rabbit hole absolutely there's so much out there and there's so many good there's so much good stuff out there it's hard to you know to really kind of it's it's good to soak it up i try i try to listen to a lot of different stuff you know even if i go through a phase and i don't listen to it after that i still like i went through a kind of a a fish phase for a while i don't really listen to fish anymore but i'm glad i went through that kind of phase and kind of just heard some of that music because you know it's just something different to expose yourself to. It, yeah, know? it is. So, yeah. I, I'd never had listened to uh, jam band music. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I started playing with, like, Groove Johnson and, like, mm-hmm. some of the other bands I've been in, they were jam bands. It's it's a lot of fun to play, but, like, I'll listen to Fish if you put it on in the car, but it, I would never pick it for myself. Right. And nothing right. against it. It's right. just I would rather be listening to anything else. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask y'all about, like, the songwriting process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's take the song that y'all opened the show with. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember like how yeah. that song came to be? Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so that song came about. Um, the title it actually is called. <laughs> she calls it "Tired Toast" because <laughs> "Tired Toast" because <laughs> we, um, you know, we 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 got in this argument over toast, which ha- we, we've been le- married eleven years, so you get in arguments about weird stuff sometimes. So. I have this little routine in the morning where I like to make my toast a certain way and then have a cup of coffee toast and ready to roll for the day. And um, 
that after that's when I actually have a conversation with him. <laughs> you gotta let you gotta let that go. Let him have yeah. his routine and <laughs> yeah. So one morning I got up and she had made toast the day before and it saved it. And she was like, Don't worry about making toast this morning. There's a piece from yesterday. And I said, Well I don't want I want I don't want that. I want fresh mm-hmm. toast. And she said, Well just eat that, you know. And anyway, we kinda started bickering and got a little bit of argument about it. And anyway, went on to work and I called her and I apologized. I kind of reacted. I was being grumpy. And um, I started this the idea for the song came to me because I was thinking about, you know, I have a struggle with, you know, thinking about the past, thinking about the future, where we're going and, or whatever. And I was like, you need to, I, I'm trying to learn to enjoy today. You know, we got today, let's enjoy it. So that's kind of. You know, I looked up how many heartbeats do we get in a day? You get like a hundred thousand heartbeats in a day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that that's kind of a cool idea for a song. Kind of, kind it of is. a, a yeah. reminder to me. It, it, I wrote it kind of as a reminder to me to to slow down. Don't don't sweat the small stuff and, and don't let the small stuff sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I started. Um, I started kind of writing it and and uh, kind of share it with her as I was going, um, and she liked it. So, you know, uh, she's pretty honest. I mean, if, if, if I'm writing something that's not, she's not really digging, she'll kind of say, yeah, you know, that, that's okay. But she got really excited about this one. So I said, well, I must be on to something. something. And then, you know, as she's listening, as I'm kind of putting it all together, and then she starts, I know probably in your head, kind of adding cello parts. So by the time we sit down together, you've got yeah. a lot of it worked out on how you really want it to sound. Yeah. And I think subconsciously now, because we've, we've played together so long, I think when I write, I think I've, I think I think of, in a way that this is going to have cello on it. You know what I mean? Like I think that it just kind of subconsciously comes out in of a way. Of course, it's going to have cello on it. <laughs> you know, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it's just. I, 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 you, know, I, you know, I don't know. It just it seems like it just fits. You know, in the way that I write now, probably because we've just been playing together so long. So, but um. We laugh about it now. It's a funny story. So yeah. <laughs> so it started with uh, how many heartbeats in a day, and by that time you started working through the the lyrics and you yeah, had a I melody. Thought, yeah, and the melody, the melody kind of just kind of came to me, and I was like, that's kind of cool. And um, so I was like, we'll do we'll do kind of a line about the heartbeats, and then we'll do a line about minutes. How many minutes are in a day? Well, it's fourteen hundred forty minutes in a day. Okay, we'll put that in there. And then the second verse, I thought, well, we'll kind of do. The negative, you know, I got, you know, I got worries. I got 4,700 worries. I got 93, pro, you know, problems. And then, uh, but the chorus is kind of this release kind of, of well, just forget it. While, while I'm sitting here worried, let's just get in the truck mm-hmm. and go for a ride and enjoy the rest of the day and go to the river or wherever we want to go and have a picnic. And, you know, why am I sitting here wasting the day fretting about stuff in my head kind of thing. So, yeah. I want to do, uh, and I guess I don't. I don't know what time y'all need to wrap up and get ready. Of uh, y'all, they have a show tonight, so yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about memories just from y'all playing out. And I, I saw recently you shared one. I mean, mm-hmm. it was what little year or two ago now. Y'all opened for Paul Thorne at the Bowling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was. I guess it was a year ago. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, he was super nice guy. I've been a fan of his for a long time. I remember somebody gave me, like I was talking about when I was young, people give me CDs. Mm-hmm. Somebody gave me a CD of his, and it was him live somewhere, just him and acoustic guitar. And um, 
they're like, this is a songwriter. He lives in Tupelo. I was like, oh man, that's, I know where Tupelo is. And um, so it was cool to be able to kind of have that memory of enjoying that CD as a kid and then to, to being able to actually meet him and then actually open for him mm -hmm. and at him be complimentary of the way we sounded. So it was a, it was a really fun night. It was a really cool experience. So. Yes, a lot of people are kind of weird about that, and people will warn you. Is uh, you know, you don't want to meet your heroes or, sure, you, or yeah. people that you look up to because that's they true. typically <laughs> disappoint you. That, that's yeah. And yeah. Uh, it mm -hmm. seemed like that was one of those cases where the expectation was met. It was, and I was kind of <laughs> nervous about that when I met him, but he was actually really super nice. He was very. We got to kind of just sit and hang with him for a while. And funny. And very funny. <laughs> his music. His music's oh, funny, yeah. and, and, and yeah, I mean, he's funny. His personality's funny, yeah. you know, too. He so. kept uh, everybody laughing in between yeah. songs, and I thought that that was a really cool showmanship yeah. of him. Like the yeah. way he performed, and just kind of, he caught you on to each kind of intro with each song. He kind of had a, a, a lead into it. Mm -hmm. You know, he had props to on stage. Stuff, yeah. So. yeah. What about you, Courtney? Some favorite uh, moments or memories that uh, music led to you? Um. Goodness, um, one pops up because I'm a huge Allison Krauss fan. Okay. And we were living in Franklin, Tennessee, and her son was playing at this place in Franklin that we um, we tended and played and performed at. But they have like a deconstructed songwriter night, kind of like Dave's is open mic, and um, we were there. I don't know if we were performing, but there were several groups playing that evening, and I was walking out to the car to grab my my cello amp and. Allison Krause was right behind me with Dan Tominski, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I got so excited, just mm -hmm. like, just that she's right there, and I was like, don't be a creepy stalker fan, <laughs> but I was just like giddy mm -hmm. inside, I was like, that is so cool, mm -hmm. I didn't have enough nerves to talk to her, but she was right behind me. One thing we did get to do was, remember we got to play that song for Todd Schneider that time? Oh yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> we were at this festival, and we had, um, Todd Schneider was kind of—it was kind of a smaller festival. He was kind of the headliner, and um, after we were camping out, afterwards we were at our campsite, just picking, you know. And um, here comes well, Courtney looks over and here comes Todd Schneider, just kind of roaming around. And so she goes and Greg pulls on him, she's like, "Hey!" And he, he said, "Is that a violin bow?" And she said, "No, it's a cello bow." And so he came over and we played a song, and. Uh, He's like, man, he said, I, I love that song. And he's like, I got to ask you a question. I said, what's up? And it's about, it's about midnight or so. He said, is the sun rising right now? I said, no, it's like midnight. That's, there's a moon over there. He's like, oh, he said, I'm not going to lie. I took so many mushrooms before, before the show. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I thought the sun was coming up. <laughs> I said, no, man, you got a, several hours. <laughs> what's the cello will do for you? <laughs> Put you in that state of mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple more questions, and uh, we'll wrap up. Is uh, what about? Uh, I wanted to ask. You said Franklin, and y'all had lived there briefly. Where all have y'all kind of been around? Where all has music kind of taken you? Just all over the South, or all over the country? Or? Yeah. Well, we've been to the last few years, and we're going back in September. We 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 played it in twenty twenty one. We played in Red Lodge, Montana, for a songwriting festival there, and then last year we played at Whitefish, Montana, for a songwriting festival. And we're going back to Whitefish in. Um, September mm -hmm. and then we've been all the way to like Rehoboth Delaware we played over there one time as far south as probably we played in St. Augustine Florida mm -hmm. it's probably as far south as we've gone mm -hmm. 
And we've played in Washington State, where she's from. We've played out there a couple of times. A little bit of a homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've played some cool gigs out there. So, yeah, that so. is that is one thing I like about music. You get to travel and mm-hmm. you get to be around cool people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of it's, you know it just kind of transcends cultures and even language and stuff. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. really cool, you know, to 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 see that whether you're performing it or listening to it or whatever, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about uh, recordings? Uh, if people wanted to check out y'all's music, can they do that online? Oh yeah, uh, it's available anywhere you can stream it. Really, uh, Spotify, Google Music, Apple Music, YouTube. We've got three albums, or a couple of e- and two EPs, and a couple of singles. So there's a lot out there. So just Honey Boy and Boots. You'll, you Google Honey Boy and Boots, and you'll you'll find. Are those self-produced, or do y'all record them yourselves, or? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, you know, do it ourselves. But as far as recording, like that, like heartbeats, we just released as a single, and we recorded it down in Jackson at uh, Blue Sky Studio. Um, we recorded in uh, in in Nat, well, in Leapers Fork outside of Nashville. We did one EP, our making EP. We recorded there. Um, we've recorded with. Well, it was really cool. We got to record an EP with. Uh, this guy named Anthony Crawford. He's in a group called Sugarcane Jane. They're, they live in Loxley, mm-hmm. Alabama, near Mobile. But Anthony Crawford played with uh, Neil Young for years. He was Neil Young's kind of sat one of his in his band for years. So that was a pretty cool experience. You know, and he played he played on that record and and uh, played some of the amps that he toured with Neil mm-hmm. <laughs> on the record. I That's like, cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. A little bit here and there, just kind of. And what about just as far as if people want to keep up with you on the socials, or if maybe there's a venue or a place that was looking to book y'all, or what's the best way to contact through socials? Or yeah, social. Well, honey, we got a Facebook page, Honey Boy and Boots um, Facebook page. Uh, we got Instagram, um, and then we have a website, HoneyBoyandBoots.com. So, th- and there's a um, there's an email there on the email contact on the website, or Perfect. you can message us on through facebook either way well cool guys one last question walking out the door of anything that i missed or of favorite moments from this uh, conversation i want to make sure i covered i know we're kind of in a rush but (laughs) i want i want to make sure i didn't miss anything oh man it's just always nice to sit down and talk to somebody about music and you know and and yeah we'll have to do it again when we have more time yeah let's do it (laughs) great absolutely yeah this was fun Mm -hmm. cool guys uh anything else to do so y'all probably need to get loaded up and get ready for the show yeah yeah probably so so yeah all right guys drew courtney thank y'all so much thank Thank you man appreciate it everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.